And so many times when we think of Christmas, we look at trees, we look at the lights, we look at all these things. Remember what God did through His Son, Jesus Christ. Without that birth today, there will be no ministry. There will be no church. There will be no hope. There will be no eternal life that will be given to us. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're in a new Christmas series celebrating God's matchless gift to the world, Jesus Christ. Stay with us as Raul shows how Christ perfectly fulfills Scripture's promises of a Savior who came to rescue us all from sin and death. You'll see that Jesus was no ordinary man, but the Son of God who changed the course of eternity with His selfless sacrifice. Today's lesson is titled, Christ Born of Mary. Here's Raul Reese. When you look at prophecy in Isaiah seven fourteen, he says this, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin, notice the virgin, shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He says, curds and honey, he shall eat that he may know to refuse the evil and to choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and to choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her and kings. Mary never, never thought that she would be persecuted in Joseph. That as she would have this beautiful child, that the actual desire of the world would be to kill the Savior of the world. And to me, that's uh, something that I can't understand. I understand that the world hates relationships. I don't use religion. In their place, if they're not Christians, they love religion. They fall in love with religion, which religion has nothing to do with Christianity. When you say you're a Christian, you have a personal relationship that comes to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to know that I have surrendered my life to Him, I have repented of my sins. And that I'm making a promise through the word of God that I will serve him until the day that I go to be in his presence. This is something for me important. Because as we look at the scriptures in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. 500 to 700 before. Let's begin with verse 1 through 7 there in the Gospel of Luke. And let's look at the historical facts first of all. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 3. He says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. 
This census first took place in Quirinius, was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. So the question here is, what was the ruling time at the time of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Well, at this time, Caesar Augustus, he reigned from 30 B.C. to A.D. 14. That's when he reigned. But both parts of his rulership, given our title Caesar, is from the same root that means Tsar. C-Z and A-R. And then Kassir, Augustus' name means reverend, a title assumed by the Roman emperors. Augustus was Octavian's grand-nephew of Julius Caesar. It was a supreme good fortune of Caesar Octavius to be Julius Caesar's forever grandnephew. Octavius took the name Caesar by adoption, and Augustus sought to step forcibly into the center of the stage. Forcibly to do that. And then the suicide of his greatest rival, Mark Anthony, cleared the way for supreme power. Supreme power that would be given. So Caesar Augustus, he became a god, no less, with his throne above the stars, like Lucifer, and his feet planted firmly on planet Earth. Now, you remember Nero. Nero, again, was one of the Roman emperors at the time of Paul. And Paul the apostle was going out preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ here and there. He made three journeys around from Europe to back to Israel. But Paul the Apostle, when he was arrested, and for two years under guard, but he had the freedom to go wherever he wanted to, tied up by these Roman soldiers. Imagine the opportunity he had to share the gospel with these guys 24-7. And then for Paul to be summoned and to be killed. They say historically that when he walked into that arena and Caesar Nero was sitting there, that before he died... They put him on his knees. They took kind of a sword and they cut off his head. But before they cut off his head, they tell us historically that the guys that walked them into the place, they accepted Christ. He shared the gospel with them. I think when situations like that happen, that you really prove your Christianity. Is Jesus really your Lord and Savior? When people despise you, they hate you, they don't want nothing to do with you. Hey, when you start feeling sorry for yourself, look at Jesus. He's the greatest example. He came to die for you and for me, and that's why he had to be born. Be born of a virgin, so that we could understand that not only he was 100% man, but 100% God. In Genesis 3.15, he says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise his head, and you shall bruise his heel. Isn't that cool? Between Satan and Jesus. Hebrews 2.16 says, For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. The chosen, chosen seed. For the Messiah to come through the seed of Abraham. I love the way God works in his scriptures. He would be a Jew, not a Gentile, according to Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, before Abraham, the father of multitudes, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. To a land that I will show you, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your great name. And you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. Now listen carefully. 
and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the scripture where God tells us that if we come against Israel, you better bear the consequences. I bless you when you bless Israel, but when you curse Israel, I will curse you. He would be born of a virgin woman. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a son. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then in Micah 5, 2, we are already so born of, in Bethlehem. And then he took, notice he would become the prince of peace. Isaiah 11, 1 through 3, he says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Bethlehem, the house of God. Look at secondly here, verses 4 through 7, Joseph and Mary's situation they found themselves in. Verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee, and out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Now remember, Jesus spent with Mary and Joseph 30 years in Nazareth. He's born in Bethlehem. They moved to where? They moved over to Nazareth. And then after Nazareth, like he says here, they came to a place where Jesus left at the age of 30 for three and a half years. He went around the Sea of Galilee and out to some parts of Lebanon and went around. And what did he do? He preached, he taught, and he healed people. That was his ministry. And that's why, to me, it's so important for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without that birth, today, there would be no ministry. There would be no church. There would be no hope. There would be no eternal life that would be given to us. He goes on and he says, Because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, betrothed to wife to Joseph, who was with a child. Notice he never had anything to do sexually until afterwards. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. He wrapped him in a swaddling cloth, laid him on a manger, and because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the reason they went to the manger. When you talk about the inn here, it was known as the Chiham's Inn. And was built by the loyal servant of David after he became a member of David's inner circle. When you went to the holiday in those days, there was no roof. There was no beds, there was no showers. I mean, you just laid on the floor, you looked up to the heavens. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. It's our joy to point you to the Bible that will fill your heart and lift your spirit. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 for a wide array of Bible-based resources. You can also email Rawl directly at pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. Now back to the final part of our study today, Christ born of Mary. When Mary and Joseph got to the holiday inn, there was no room. No room for them. They had traveled from Nazareth a long ways. 
And they had come as Mary was pregnant. And you women that are here, you know what it's like to be pregnant. And riding on the donkey, all these miles to come to Bethlehem, and then to get there and to say, well, you know what, we have no room for you. But because they knew this was supernatural, the Lord brought them to Bethlehem and actually laid them down on a little manger, and Mary had this beautiful little boy where three presents would be delivered because those kings, when they came down, they would always travel by 70s. But only three are mentioned, the three gifts. And when they came to Jesus, they gave him the three gifts. Speaking of his death, of his royalty, and his anointing. And so many times when we think of Christmas, we look at trees, we look at the lights, we look at all these things. Remember what God did through His Son, Jesus Christ. He came and was born. In this world that totally rejected Him. Somebody asked me the other day, well, if Jesus would come today, you think they would reject Him? You bet. Look how many people reject Him today. They will never, ever worship Jesus Christ. They'll worship Buddha and Krishna. And they'll worship some leader, some athlete. But they won't worship Jesus. And Jesus is the one that gives us eternal life. We're all going to die. All going to die. And I think what Mary must have felt in her heart To have this beautiful child recognizing as the angel spoke to them that this was the son of God. The one that was sent not only to be here and to die for the sins of the world, but to spread his love and grace and mercy to those that would humble themselves before God and say, here my Lord, use my life. Lord, I repent of my sins because you love me. You love me first. And then watch verse 8 through 14, the angel's visitation here, the shepherds, the people involved in it. Verse 8, he says, And now there were same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks. So here the Lord allows the shepherds to be out in the fields. Now today you can't see the stars, but imagine being there in Bethlehem, taking care of a bunch of sheep and, you know, and lambs, looking up to the heavens. And then all of a sudden, this angel appearing to them. Whoa. An angel which they had never seen an angel. And the angel to announce in verse 9, he says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. The Shekinah glory of God. None of us could stand there. To the Shekinah glory of God. When Moses saw the Shekinah glory of God, he had to wear a veil over his face. And yet here God, when he comes and when he leaves, what does he do in the book of Acts chapter 2? He sends the Holy Spirit to us. The Holy Spirit of God that brings conviction to my life. Doesn't allow me to do anything against the truth. And if I do, the Holy Spirit will convict me. And if I don't repent and make things right, then he will spank me. That's what Paul says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. A real child of God, a real believer that has not only understood Christmas Eve, 
and has really accepted Christ and celebrating Christmas Eve will never be able to get away with anything that is against God. And be happy because he loves you. That's why you can't get away with anything. You're his son. You're his daughter. You have children. You know what it's like when your child is doing something wrong. And if you don't spank him, you don't love him. But if you discipline him, Paul says, you love him. And I pray every time, Lord, discipline my life. I don't ever want to go to the left or the right. I want to stay to the foot of the cross. Because when I'm on my knees and looking to the foot of the Christ, I can look up and Jesus has been there. The one that gave me eternal life. The one that took care of all my sins. Cast them as far to the east or the west. Buried them in the distant part of the ocean. And remember them never, ever, ever, ever again. That's the kind of God that I serve. Verse 10 again. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So what does he say? Do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings and great joy. Three things he talks about. That joy that comes. I've never seen Jesus Christ. Never. But I know that he's there right here in the word of God. The word of God confirms every single day when I get up in the morning and when I go to bed at night that Jesus is real and Jesus is with me. He's with me every hour, every moment, every minute. And I would pray that everybody sitting here today watching through the internet, coming here and hearing a message like this, That you have a will, and within that will, you're going to be able to say yes or no. Nobody is going to force you to celebrate real Christmas. The only way you can really do that is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's by repenting of your sins. Admitting that you have sinned against God. Admitting later on, you can see the people admitting that not only Jesus was the God, but they had rejected him. Look what he says, verse 11 and 12, the angel's message. For there is born to you this day the city of David, a Savior. Notice his mission, a Savior, to save people, who is the Mashiach, the anointed one of God, the Christ. The Christ, the anointed one of God. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. In the manger, he will be there. And the Savior was going to do what? He will save the world. He will save the world just as he has saved you and me out of the world. I work in the world. I live in the world. But I do not live truly in this world because I'm not of this world. I belong to Jesus Christ. And one day, the trumpet will sound and will be called whether of the rapture or whether you die, and you beat with the Lord, that there are going to be people carrying your casket, or if you're going to have cremated, whatever. They're going to carry you, and they're going to sit there. And if you really knew Jesus Christ, you know what? Through that death, the Bible says that many would become righteous. is that cool? To your life, my life. At that funeral, many will come to know Christ. Because of the resurrection hope that he gives to us. Constantly. 
Because he loves me, because he loves you. He goes on verse 15, he says, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, so they departed to heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, I love this, Let us now go to Bethlehem, notice, to see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. Too much is given, much more is required. They knew something happened. They were informed because Jesus was the shepherd. He would become one of the greatest shepherds taking care of his sheep. We are his sheep of his fold. David remember before he could ever become a king. The Lord took him and taught him how to be a king and a shepherd leading the sheep. I am a pastor. I don't say a shepherd. I am a pastor. Just like you. I'm just a normal person like you. But I have a great responsibility God has given to me through the gospel, and that's to proclaim the gospel. The gospel that I hated, the gospel I never wanted to proclaim in my life. And God didn't form me, he had to break me. Then maybe he has to break you in order for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you read the scriptures, to believe, well, this is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In verse 16, he says, And they came in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby wrapped in us, lying in the manger. 17. And now when they had seen him, now here's the reaction. They made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And he says in verse 18, And all those who heard it marveled in all those things which were told them by the shepherds. They were just blown away. The shepherds began to do what? To preach the message. It was preached to them. And people were blown away. Like the shepherds, you can be joyfully confident that Jesus, the Son of God, is the Savior of the world. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Rees. To review today's lesson, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching titled, Christ Born of Mary. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. To further encourage you this Christmas season, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' series titled The Birth of Jesus Christ. It's a four-part study that's available on both CD and USB, making it ultra-convenient for you to explore the miraculous events leading up to that world-changing night in Bethlehem. We pray your faith will be strengthened as you reflect on God's detailed plan to bring salvation to the world. Contact us today to order The Birth of Jesus Christ four-lesson series. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you this resource for a gift of $18 for the CD collection or $10 for the USB thumb drive. That's 800-634-9165. You can also write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765.
Be sure to take advantage of all of our free resources. Download our app to enjoy live-streamed Bible teaching and browse our wide selection of Bible study helps. For additional biblical guidance, download a podcast of any of these programs using Spotify or iTunes. And be sure to join Roll for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Every dollar you give to Somebody Loves You Radio helps us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for your partnership. Join us next time as we consider how Jesus left heaven to rescue each of us from sin, calling us by name and inviting us to receive his salvation. With a final comment, here's Rawl. Verse 19, he says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Isn't that amazing? No wonder when Mary went to the cross where Jesus was crucified. When he was crucified and she's looking up at Jesus. Reminding herself how she was in Bethlehem. And had this little baby. Recognizing this is the Mashiach, the anointed one of God. And to know one day that she would have to give him up so that he could go to the cross for her. For Joseph and for every one of us. To die for the sins of the world. And as he's hanging on that cross with a thorn on his head. Both of his hands and feet pierced. And to say, Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. And as he gives up his last breath. He misses his spear. What do they do? They take a spear and they pierce his side. And water and blood came forth. For you and for me. And three days later he rose again. So that we could have eternal life and be in heaven with him. No wonder the shepherds were happy. No wonder Mary was blown away in Joseph. Because they knew this was not an ordinary man. This was the son of the living God. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.